Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet and to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be around the world, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this celebration of the ascension is the first reading that you heard read before from Acts chapter 1. I recall just these words. After he had said this, he was taken to heaven. A cloud hid him so that they could no longer see him. In the name of Jesus Christ, our mighty ascended Lord, my beloved. God has gone up with a shout. So says the words of the psalmist in Psalm 43, King David. And so it was that with those words, a thousand years before the fact, King David prophesied Jesus' ascension into heaven. God has gone up with a shout. Forty days after Jesus' miraculous resurrection from the dead, the ascension was his magnificent and miraculous conclusion of his earthly ministry. Needless to say, Ascension Day is a forgotten worship day. Perhaps you can remember, some of you who are old enough, we would gather as Lutherans on Thursday before the last Sunday of Easter to celebrate Ascension. Now it's hard to get people to church on Thursday, and so we're celebrating it several days after the fact. I mean, you know how you can commercialize Christmas, you know how you can commercialize Easter, but my goodness, what do you do with Ascension? It's not even like Good Friday. So that we don't miss the meaning of the Ascension miracle, we celebrate it today. Now, in order to truly understand the significance of the Ascension, you have to put it into its proper context. And its proper context is this. Invisible and visible and invisible and visible for 4,000 years before his birth Jesus Christ was invisible to the human eye but he was there way back at creation when God said let there be light because we know John tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh but for many many years Jesus was invisible you couldn't see him, but he could see you. Then, of course, Jesus became visible when the Word became flesh, when uh, the virgin conceived and uh, bare a son, bore a son and uh, laid him in a manger. And so Jesus became visible, and he was visible during his three-year earthly ministry all the way to the time that he died on the cross and ascended into heaven. On the last day, and by the way, what we're going to say is uh, through the res after the resurrection, Jesus ascended into heaven. And now for us today, Jesus is invisible once again. But he will return on the last day visibly for all to see. 
And that's what I mean by invisible. First of all, Jesus was invisible, and then he was visible for a time, and then his ascension, and he became invisible, and one day he will return and be visible once again. Well, how did it all happen that Jesus is invisible for us today? St. Luke tells us in Acts, after his death, Jesus showed the apostles a lot of convincing evidence that he was alive. For 40 days <clears throat> he appeared to them and talked with them about the kingdom of God. And we reviewed this Easter season how he ate with his disciples and he talked with them and they touched him and he was visible. But after those 40 days, Jesus was going to bring his visible ministry to an end. And he did it by the ascension. Somebody once said, you know, that uh, without the resurrection of Easter, Jesus' death is meaningless. And without the ascension... The resurrection is incomplete. Well, what do we mean by that? We mean this. If after Jesus had come back to life, spent 40 days with his disciples here on earth, and then all of a sudden just disappeared, I'm sure the disciples would have said, and we would say today, well, where'd he go? Somebody kill him again? He abandoned them? Did he just run away? But so that the disciples might know that Jesus was simply bringing his earthly ministry to an end, he ascended into heaven miraculously and with great might. It's kind of interesting, too, how it says that Jesus really did not go up completely on his own. He was taken up into heaven. You know, God the Father was the one who sent his son Jesus to earth, and now after his earthly ministry was completed, he took him back up to heaven. Mission complete. It's kind of interesting, too, you know, when... Uh, I was a little kid and I always thought about the ascension, and you may have maybe heard me say this before, that I always thought of Jesus' ascension sort of like watching one of the uh, spaceships going up at Cape Canaveral. You know, they, the fire starts and then they go up and you see them for a while and they keep on going and going and going and then the cameras catch them and then all of a sudden they're a little speck and then they're gone. And they're gone a long, 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 long way. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that Jesus went up just a little way and then a cloud came between him and the disciples and when the cloud passed by, Jesus was gone. Perhaps Jesus is telling us that indeed he is very near. It's kind of interesting when you take a look at all of Scripture, a cloud was always a sign that God was present. He led them through the wilderness by a cloud for 40 years. And after the people built the temple, there was a cloud always sitting on the mercy seat on top of the ark in the, inside the temple. And when Jesus, Jesus was transfigured before his disciples on the mountaintop, there was a cloud that covered them. God the Father was revealing himself to them. As miraculously as Jesus entered our world, that just as miraculously he exited our world. I mean, did you ever think about the great miracle? about how God had to lay aside the laws of nature for a time so that a virgin could conceive? And that's how Jesus came into our world visibly. And he exited our world just as miraculously by removing for a time the laws of nature because he elevated, he levitated, he went up and there were no booster rockets on his back. He went up with a great shout, the Lord of Lords was ascending. 
That's what's happened. The Son of God born, the Son of God lived, the Son of God died, the Son of God returned to life, and the Son of God ascended into heaven. Where is he now? Used to think, uh, you know, if he ascended like that and kept on going and going and going, did he go out to, first of all, the, uh, the atmosphere, you know, sky that in the atmosphere, then outer space, then way, way out there in the universe, and then long gone? It's not really what uh, Scripture indicates. St. Matthew in his Gospel says this, Be careful not to despise these little ones. I can guarantee that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Dr. Martin Luther used to ask the question, how could the angels be with the little children every day watching over them and at the very same time see the Father's face in heaven? He said it's perhaps that uh, heaven is not a real faraway location. Perhaps it's just a different dimension. Dr. Martin Luther said, perhaps it's a lot like, you know, when you go to bed and you pull down the shade and then you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning, you go over to the window, all you see is the shade. But when you lift it up, you see there's a whole other world out there. Same place. Seems to me like uh, when you die and go to heaven, you really don't have to travel very far at all. I'm telling you, I have a whole lot of different experiences when I sit at the deathbed of of the members for 40 years uh, uh, being with some of my members as they were passing away. I remember one lady, just before she passed away, she said, isn't it beautiful? And then she died. Isn't that amazing? St. Paul said, uh, the one, uh, talking about Jesus, he said, the one who has gone down also went up above all the heavens so that he fills everything. You see, when Jesus was here on earth in his visible form, then he could only be, he limited himself to be at one place at one time. But now the Bible says he can fill everything. He's invisible. He's everywhere at the same time. He's over there in the Middle East watching what's going on. He's there in Washington, D.C. He sits with Congress every day. He's over there in Madison. He's in your home, he's in your bedroom, and he will be with us in the Lord's Supper today. He's everywhere. He's very near. He's invisible, but he's not absent. Scripture also tells us that we know what Jesus is doing right now. Scripture says that the, Jesus went up to heaven where God gave him the highest position. St. Paul also says, He is far above all rulers, authorities, powers, lords, and all other names that can be named, not only in this present world, but also in the world to come. God has put everything under the control of Christ. He has made Christ the head of everything for the good of the church. The church is Christ's body and completes Him as He fills everything in every way. Jesus, therefore, is at the right hand of God. And when I was a little kid, I used to think, he's sitting on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. What, what, God has a big hand like this, and Jesus is sitting right there like that? Of course not. Jesus is the Father's right-hand man, sort of like a secretary of state going all over the place to try to see if things can work out everywhere. 
Jesus controls all things. And at the very same time, he says, Lo, I'm with you always to the very end of time. You see, he's invisible, but he's not absent. And then the angels said when Jesus ascended into heaven, they said, Why are you men from Galilee standing here looking at the sky? Jesus, who was taken from you to heaven, will come back in the same way that you saw him go to heaven. When Jesus returns, it will be visibly, with might and great power, just the reverse in the way that he went. That's why Holy Scripture tells us uh, when Jesus is going to return, don't be afraid. Simply look up because your redemption is drawing near. Jesus is going to return from the clouds. The revelation of St. John tells us, look, he is coming in the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Every tribe on earth will mourn because of him. Some of the people are going to be very afraid because they are unbelievers. This is true. So there you have it. We know what happened. God has gone up with a joyful shout. We know where Jesus is. He's very close by. We know what he's doing right now. He's ruling over all things. We know that we will see him again. Right now we can't see him. But he sees us. And he knows all things. And we all know all these things about him. And if we know all these things about him, why so many times in our lives don't we act like it he leaves us his witnesses with very special instructions as how to be his representatives in word and deed he tells us love one another how often don't we treat each other with a lack of love and lack of, of kindness. Sometimes we actually treat each other, other people, like things. But we don't want them to treat us like that. Somebody once said we go around sort of categorizing people in three groups. Uh, there are our allies, and there are our threats, and there are the others who are really unimportant. And they're all blood-bought souls of Jesus Christ. Maybe some of them don't know it. But that's how precious they are to God. He shed his blood for them. And then there's our lack of attention to our Lord, even though he's so attentive to us. I mean, how many, on a weekly basis, how many meager minutes do we spend attending to our Lord, either by thinking about him or by talking with him? And then there's our lack of repentance. He sees everything that we do, even our secret sins. And yet we are so slow to say, I'm sorry, I have sinned, forgive me. And then there's our daily lack of trust. We're afraid of what's going on over in the Middle East. We're afraid of what's going on in the, in the stock market. Everything's under his control, but we think it's all out of control. Mass murders going on. And Jesus stands there and he says, don't be troubled. Believe in God, believe in me. And yet even in our moments of lack of trust and lack of love and lack of repentance and lack of attention to our God, St. Paul reminds us Christ has died 
And more important, he was brought back to life. Christ has the highest position in the heaven. Christ also intercedes for us. Jesus looks down and he sees the lack of trust and the lack of love and the lack of repentance and the lack of attention. And sometimes I think God the Father would like to say, I'm going to send them all headlong into hell. And Jesus steps in because he's interceding for us and he says, Heavenly Father, you can't do that. You already punished me. And the Father says, oh yeah, that's right. Not guilty. Believe in me and heaven is yours. And he loves us once again, day after day after day. Jesus, invisible and visible, and invisible and visible. Jesus' ascension, we know what he did. Forty days he showed himself with convincing evidence to his disciples that he was alive. And then he ascended before his disciples visibly, and they were eyewitnesses. And we know where he is. He's present with us every day. He's controlling all things, and he's interceding for us. And we know we will see him again. Lord, I thank you that I know you. Now, Lord, please let me live for you. Now and forever. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith this morning in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now we gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs>